This is how it's going to start. Hey, everybody. Welcome inside here to the nicest place to be. James Patrick McGee. Funky Fresh. Extra free. This is Live to Tap, also known as Live to Tape, better known as the Executive Buffet here on the podcast that we sometimes call Daddy's Big Red Truck, Okay. We, we're started. We're started. Come on in. Get it. Grab a bench. Grab a bench. Share the bench. Or if you want to just be crazy, turn the bench sideways and lay on it uh, on your back or on your um, forward. While you prop you up on your hands with your elbows, uh, like you're listening. Like you know, you're on a floor that has carpet, but it's a bench on Daddy's big red truck at the Executive Buffet. It's a truck that somehow drove indoors. I'm dealing with some hazelnuts here. I tell you what, if you have a hazelnut and you want to talk in the next hour, you gotta go to town. You gotta go to tongue. You gotta go to tongue town. Okay. Hi everybody, it's me. It's Kevin Tipcorn, also known as Jason Pepperhouse, also known as owner operator driver of the executive big red truck that Daddy uh, maneuvers to the buffet. Here we are. Johnny Pemberton is my real actual name, and this is the podcast that you're listening to right now. Great to be here. Happy you're here. Hope you're playing it on speakers. You're probably not though. No one plays it on speakers anymore, except for me. I do speakers. My monster rockin' and roller. If you don't have one of these, let me suggest you get one. They are a little bit pricey now. Not that not that pricey, but a little pricey. I have a legacy one. It's made by the Monster Corporation. Monster Rockin' and Roller. Something like that. I think it's about 100 bucks now. It's a big old speaker. It's got wheels. You can plug anything you want into it. It's even got a light. It's got, you can even siphon power off of it. The battery lasts for so long. My battery of mine is finally starting to, it's finally been sitting outside for too long, for years. I've had it for probably almost a day. <coughs> See that? The hazelnut just snuck back in there. God damn. Nuts are powerful, aren't they? So good, but so, so disruptive. That's all you gotta do is you, you want to disrupt a, something, just throwing a bunch of really good nuts into a conference, in a conference hall, throwing some nuts in there. They'll be dealing with those nuts, picking at them, poking at them, cracking the shells, all kinds of, all kinds of that sort of a misfortune. But yeah, uh, get yourself a monster rocking and roller. Use it. You can take that thing anywhere. It doesn't weigh that much. You can blast tunes. And you can just have a, it's a great time. It's a fun time because it's got wheels. The wheel thing, I just can't get over it. Hi, this is the podcast today. This is Live the Tape. We're talking about the monster rocking a roller. Also, check me out on Twitch. I'm on twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. That's twitch.tv slash Johnny Pemberton. J-O-H-N-N-Y-P-E-M-B-E-T-R. Something like that. You'll figure it out. It's the same spelling as my actual name. Also, I'm on social media. You know that. 
I love it. I just love social media. It's so great. It's not some sort of a um, weird, uh, irreversible virus that attacks us from within and outside at the same time. Nope. I'm doing a live show April 22nd at the Elysian Theater. It's my solo show. It's a lot of stories about... Um, about colitis and reggae and all kinds of stuff. It's mainly about that stuff, but uh, come check it out if you're going to live in Los Angeles. April 22nd at the Elysian Theater. Also, if you want to be more engaged with the podcast, go to patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape. Or you can email me too at live to tape podcast at gmail.com. That's live to tape podcast at gmail.com that's g-m-a-i-l.com send me some instrumental songs if you've got them i love that i'd love to use them I'd love to swap out this one i love this song but be nice to swap it out right let's swap it out they call me the stain master i'm the stain master blaster i don't know why i was thinking about that I was thinking about that before I started recording. Something about a joke about like a, a rhyme about a guy who... Oh, I know what that was. Hey, everybody, it's me. It's uh, Billford, It's Billford Junk Dunker. I'm the stain blamer. I blame all my stains. <laughs> if I got a stain, I'm going to blame it on something. You know when you got a stain on something, you're like, oh, so what happened was... You know? That's how we, all, we always want to blame a stain. I saw a guy at a... I went to this... Uh, went to the Better Call Saul premiere party with my friend Josh Fadum, and uh, he's on the show. And there's this guy who's a, a guy who works on the show. Works this cool, cool guy. I'm not going to say his name or what he does. But he got, someone spilled a shitload of liquid on him. Like a ton. Like the kind of thing where he should be so pissed off. Like a, all like red wine or something all over his white shirt on the right side of his body. Just like looked like he'd been anointed like he'd been like uh, baptized by this and he got it off and you know he just he didn't seem like it was too phased by it that's pretty cool to see someone who doesn't do a, a full-on stain blame like that it was inspiring to see i want to pass that on great podcast today amazing podcast i love this guy this, this guest is an outstanding guest i've wanted it's a classic case of trying to schedule something for a very long time and when you do and if you do if someone can give me that clip I swear to God, if someone give me that clip from Good Morning Vietnam of Bruno Kirby talking to those guys saying, and if you do, and if you do, I want that clip so bad. Someone clip it out and send it to me. I love you. I'll love you for it. Uh, this guest is just the best. Josh Potter. You know him. You know the, the Josh Potter Show. Amazing podcast. Such a great guy. It took forever to schedule it, but we did it, and it was worth it. You're going to love it. Here on the Executive Buffet, also known as Live Today, is Josh Potter. Remember the first person to say that? Remember the first person who was like, we got to start recording early because we're going to miss something. We're gonna, we just keep it rolling from the second yeah. we walk in. I used to do it. Well, I had people coming in. Uh, cheers, by the way. Cheers. Thank cheers. you. Cheers. Yeah. Shades of coaster. Ooh, what's this? Hold you on. Gonna have these. It's like some special Miller Lite. I don't know what that is. Wow. They love making special cans, don't they? Mm. Remember the throwback cans? Yeah, those were cool. I've had so many Miller Lights in my life. I used to think that I had the most Bud Lights, 
I think I've eclipsed it with Miller Lite. No, me too. I used to drink Molson Canadian. Do you know uh, what that is? That's uh, a Buffalo yeah. thing. Because I'm from Minnesota, so I know oh, about yeah, the okay. Canadian. That's I always forget about that. Buffalo is probably even closer to Canada than we were. It's like I used to live in an apartment yeah. where I could hit a six iron into <laughs> Canada. Like it was so like right Buffalo across the river. Buffalo is on the on the border, right? Yeah, the river is the yeah. border, the Niagara River. Mm-hmm. I like how I sound in here. This sounds nice and deep. Yeah, I feel see? like I should be doing some like golden oldies or something you know well i think it's the headphones and the mic because this is like a it's not going to come out this way so i'm, I'm no, going like it'll sound good it'll sound coming good up, we're gonna have the turtles wait let me give you some music for that <laughs> what do you want to hear like i got some background music you can introduce yourself yeah, yeah i'll yeah. introduce you ready this is my favorite song of all time to do fake introductions to coming up next kr726 j and j in the morning it's six to ten and we're with you flying deep into the morning <laughs> We got our coffee, we got our tea, we got our uh, extra cushions on the chair. Here he is, your second Jay, piping in hot mic. Good morning, Jay. How's it been? Dude, it's so funny that you said J&J because I used to do a (laughs) fake morning show called the J&J Show with my friend Jim. Because like uh, on morning radio. Right. You used to do radio, right? Yeah, on morning radio, like you get like these tours, right? Or like these interviews where they're like, so-and-so wrote a book. So they're all bullshit interviews. Yeah, it's all like someone being... He's got like 20 of those lined up in one morning. Right. So we would take phoners, right? the phone like tour yeah. or whatever. I don't know what they call them. Press tour. Press tour. So we would take like the shitty ones and we would do a fake show. We'd be like, you're on the J&J show. Oh, my. And they would just be like the most inept people. So we'd read the thing and just blow the interview. So tell us about being a mother of four of quadruplets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what is yeah. that like? I mean, how's that pussy doing? The, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're like the doctor put in another stitch for your husband, I'd imagine, right? You know, just go do all that. And they would, until they hung up and a lot of them never hung up. They would is, hang up? The person was supposed to be calling in? Well, that's the thing. We would try to get them to be like, this is oh, a fake interview wow. and hang up. And none of them, they were all whores. So none of them would Yeah, do you it. can't. I mean, yeah. it's also that thing where they've got a publicist being like, okay, so this is, this is, uh, this is Cincinnati. These guys are really, f- they're going to, they're going to have some fun with you, okay? Yeah, is, we're going to have a good time, all right? We record it, all right. And then you get right into it. All right, and we're back. I've only done it one time. I did it years ago when I had this MTV show. This was like about over 10 years ago. And I was not prepared for it whatsoever because it was like, it was in Los Angeles. It's, I have to get up at five o'clock in the morning oh, yeah. to do these calls. And I was so tired and I wasn't sure. And they were like, for fucking with me, kind of like, what's this picture of you? You like love trees? You like love logs, man? <laughs> I don't know what they're fucking talking about. Yeah, yeah. Because there's some picture of me online that was like, this our photographer friend took like, a crazy picture of me, like leaning on a log, like weird picture. And they're like, what is this crap, huh? Oh my God. The last time I had to do like radio for shows or something mm-hmm. was in Portland. And it this was recently. Eight, yeah, it was like eight minutes. And I had to call in, and all they were like, so you like weed, huh? And I was like, yeah, I love weed. You know, like, that was, uh-huh. like, the eight minutes we're talking about weed. Wow. And I'm like, is that going to move? T- like, was that worth it? Eight I mean, minutes of just me being like, hey, and then them just talking at me for essentially eight If it moves, two tickets, right? I guess. I guess so. I'm glad I didn't have to go in there. That's the thing, you know? But you used to do that. So you, when did you work on radio? From, like, 2000 and... Uh, Let's see, 2003 till I moved here, 2017, really? yeah. What did you do? Like, wh- Which radio station did you work at? I worked at a radio station called 103.3 The Edge. 103. There's so many The Edges out there. Oh, dude, yeah. I mean, and this one was the when edge. I was a little kid. It started in like 94, and I didn't start working there until 2003. But when it started, it was all like Fiona Apple mm-hmm. and like 
alternative shit. Then by the time I started working there, it turned into like Motley Crue and <sighs> like all the ch- like shop rock. I called uh, it, you know, shop rock. Yeah, like Godsmack. Godsmack. Do you see this? Breaking this is Benjamin. This is totally unrelated. There's this crazy video of some guy in Minnesota who had this house. He spent. He must have spent all of his money on it, making it custom house. It's mm. clearly like a swingers. Burning Man style party sure. house. He has all these decorations in there. Like he's like describing it and saying, and here you can see the Godsmack logo that's been done in <laughs> rose quartz on the bedside. Like he spent he paid some craftsman a significant amount of money to put the Godsmack the logo. What is throughout. the Godsmack logo? It's like that burning sun kind of thing. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I see the circle with the sun in it. Yeah, Godsmack. Like, I'm not there the one who's so far. Yes, Godsmack. yes, yes, yes. Did he put the words Godsmack I in think it too, just or just the logo? The logo? Okay. Yeah, that, that, that could be anything. That would be cheesy to have the word Godsmack <laughs> yeah, in there. That'd be tacky. Yeah, but everyone tacky. knows what it is, knows what it is. That would be tacky if yeah. it had the word Godsmack in the thing. It is kind of nebulous while it's on its own. Yeah, freaking God. Godsmack. What was their other song? I I don't even know. Stand alone. Oh, I could. You put on a Godsmack song. I'll know. I'll know Let's see. Song. I always like to do um, karaoke of those songs because it's funny to hear yes. the first. God's voodoo under your scars. Voodoo is not one where he like screams. I don't know. Um, under under your my scars. scars. That's is like big, a right? new one. Is it? Yeah. What's no, the uh, biggest one then? I would say from the Mummy soundtrack, the I Stand Alone song, okay. or Voodoo. Voodoo's just the one where it's like, I'm not the one who's so see far away. Let me see if I recognize away. it. If I recognize this shit. I, I remember being like in a gym. Oh, yeah, this is I Stand Alone. Oh, this feels this like a I movie. That's what I can talk about. You'd be like, and up next, we have the hit from Godsmack. <laughs> it's I Stand Alone but first, on 103.3 The Edge. Do that stuff where it's like, but first, we're going to tell you a little about the new base, uh, youth baseball league is making some changes this year. <laughs> or you have like you're like, uh, come on down from twelve till two to see us live at Paddock Chevrolet. <laughs> Tom Cadillac Mitsubishi Honda yeah. here on a Highway Fifty Two Road Sixteen. Come on down, we've got some great cars, new use, everything for the kids, popcorn, hot dogs, <laughs> trinkets. Yeah. We got a F one fifty with the bed loaded full of peanut shells. <laughs> <laughs> Just look for the bounce house off I ninety five. Did you have a radio voice you did? Not really, but I love doing one now. You so know, you like do, I just talk you, like I normally yeah. talk. But Do you think you have a radio voice? I think I had a good one for radio, but I don't think I have. Like, I could really turn it on. Like, when I was making fun right? of radio, I would get real pukey with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, ow. And then I love yeah. doing, like, the baseball announcer voice. That's, like, my thing I do on my podcast. Which is what? What's the baseball announcer like, voice? like, yeah, coming to the plate, you know, and it's always, like, it's everything's always really affected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, partner, uh. Vado went one for two yesterday, and wait, wait, there's always like the calm, like he's just trying to stall. And then if something good happens, it's like there's guys that scream and yell, which I love. But yeah, it's like here we are at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. Two nothing. Up oh, there's a liner to left field, and that's going to be fielded by Castellanos. Castellanos. That's a, that's a big one. Like any name, like Castellanos. My favorites are like Ruggiano and stuff like that. Like all the. But yeah, like, uh, big hitter just came in from the Cubs and we... coming to the plate now it's like oh and there's a, a and a woman not paying attention in the line drive in the <laughs> outfield oh boy I hope they get a doctor down there <laughs> she 
he looks worse for wear. It's funny when you see those guys as a kid. I was always surprised when you see their faces, what these guys looked like. They always look so different. Yes. Remember when you learned what Casey Kasem looked like? Oh, yeah. He'd be I like, was, and that's... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to be like this big fat guy. No. Like bald fat guy. And he's like super tan, he's tiny man. Tiny. All of them are uh. tiny. This guy like, oh, there's a lot, you know. Man, yeah, I saw a guy who was like, he had like this deep voice and he was like so commanding. And then you see him and he's like me. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, that is fucking weird, you know? I guess that's the that's the thing. Maybe so that's like, why oh, people get into Casey that. Casey Kasem's so funny, though. Do you ever listen to the tape of him freaking out? Uh, I think I have, yeah. I'm getting angry. He's just like, and where are those goddamn pictures that I asked for? I mm. got, what does he say? Ponderous, man. It's fucking ponderous. It's fucking crazy. I got to go in from a, from a dog dying. <laughs> I, when I heard that, uh, when I heard that as, a, as an adult, I heard it probably recently. Sure. Uh, I'm behind them. I'm like, yeah, man, they, they're fucking up. And no, you that's what's funny. Like I've changed my like when I first totally. heard, it, I'm like, what an asshole. And then like Not as I've all. gotten it, I'm like, no, I get what he's. I get his issue right there. He's trying to do his show, and he's like, they're putting these fucking. I got to go from a transition of a of a dog dying into a happy birthday. I mean, give me. This yeah. Sunday afternoon <laughs> at 1, right here on the, the radio one. station you grew up with. Music Radio 138. Oh, fuck. What the hell's going on here? He's wrong. Isn't it the last hour? We got another hour to do? Jeez, I thought we were almost finished. Good golly, Miss Molly. Boy, this is fucking ponderous, man. Fucking ponderous. ponderous. Fucking ponderous. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new ah, time. Such a great voice, I hope you'll though. join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday at two. morning at 2. <laughs> two. Oh, we're up to our long-distance dedication. Here's a good one, yeah. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio, and here's what he writes. Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere, and it'll mean a lot if you play it. <laughs> Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's come start again. I can't stand I gotta come out of these out of goddamn up-tempo numbers. Talk about a dog dying. <laughs> See, when you come out of those up-tempo goddamn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions. And then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but goddamn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want to do you, Casey, because they know you can handle it. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a god, last goddamn time. I want somebody to use his fucking brain to not come out of a goddamn record that is, uh, that, that's up tempo, and I got to talk about a fucking dog dying. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. Casey is right. Casey Kasem. Casey Kasem. God, I wanted so bad to have, be my voice. Right? Yeah. You can kind of, I mean, some of those guys you just start doing impressions of, they become cartoons of themselves. Yeah, because you start, your mouth probably starts to become the thing you do all the time, yeah. right? Doesn't it? Yeah. I bet it does to some Casey extent. Casey Kasem. I can only do his, I guess I sound more like Carson when I do that. I'm like, Casey Kasem. Because he's got that weird, like, gravel, that low gravel. Usually it's not, like, I don't know, I can't, I can't do it. I just can't, I can't even get close to that little that voice. Is, I'm, I'm like up here. I'm like Mr. You know. Oh, I like I I'm I'm not like I, I went to the Angels game yesterday, mm -hmm. so I've smoked a bunch of cigarettes afterwards and shit. So my voice is like at that. 
You got the smoke, smoke Smoky register. Voice. Yeah, exactly. Someone told me that once in college. That's how you have a good singing voice is by smoking. I don't know if that has the longevity yeah. of. It's not exactly the thing you want to do. Maybe if you want to be like a crooner or something. Or if you want to sing like uh, Tom Waits or something. <laughs> or like I wonder what um, New Dylan. Have you have you seen Bob Dylan singing like the last? I think I have. He sounds like shit. He sounds yeah, he's like. like it's like is that Tom Waits? Am I listening to Tom Waits? Sounds right like now? a leaf blower or something like that. Yeah. Like a weird motor. Maybe you should stop. What I was like. I'm all about Jake now. I'm all about that. There's one Wallflower song I keep headlight. listening to. Yeah, I keep listening to one head. I listened to, I had Big like hit. three Bloody Marys in the plane last weekend. <laughs> it was bad. It was like, I felt really good at the time, but the next day was 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 a wash, right? What's their other songs? Um, honestly, I don't know. Uh, one headlight's the big headlight, one. Yeah. One headlight. That's the one, right? It's crazy how much better he can sing than his dad. Well, I mean, I mean, even back in the day, because Dylan was doing that whole like he and that, yeah. that whole thing, you know, and, yeah. and, and now he's like, and you're like, this isn't good. He got blasted. He got blasted. He blasted it out. He's his his he's thrashed. He's I don't know. And it's like who's wheeling him out here to do this? You know. I mean, he must be doing it right. Let him sleep. He doesn't want to. Those old guys, I guess man. Right. I swear, those old guys—they're all just like, I'm gonna do it until I die. They'll just never stop doing it because if they stop doing it, they'd probably just go crazy. They probably right? would die. You yeah. know how that whole like, they stop working and then two months later they're dead. Yeah, because you don't have a reason to live. Yeah, your just body just stops having motivation. Mm-hmm. I definitely plan on doing everything until I can no longer do anything. Same here. I don't know if it's going to be much longer. Really? Why? I don't know why. I just feel like I'm aging rapidly. Do you have like a... I mean, because you have you, you have health issues, right? Not really, but like I don't take good care of myself. Okay. But I don't yeah. really have health issues. I you mean, don't have like anything chronic. No, no, Because no. I think, how long have you dealt with that? A long time? My whole time? life. Yeah. A whole life. So yeah. it's not like... It's not new to you. It's just no. how you live. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could go blind someday and make me less... Independent or whatever, obviously, yeah. but other than that, nothing. I just literally laughed at you saying you said everybody could go blind. Went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, that'd be nuts. Yeah, that would be fucking crazy, man. That would be it. <laughs> I don't want that. To, yeah, like where I got to get a stick and shit. I don't want to deal with all that. Yeah. That's when I kind of go like, I don't want to. I think going from being able to see to going blind is a harder transition than just being blind, obviously. Totally. I was just about to say, I wonder if you could do like the Stevie Wonder. You could do something where... Stevie um, Wonder can see again? Well, no, there's people, there's a conspiracy that they people say he never couldn't see. He was always like, he could see it a little bit, but not, he wasn't totally blind. Oh, it, it's the whole thing like, my eye over here is mm-hmm. blind. But if I were to close this one and look, and you shined a bright light at me and like You'd waved see? in front of it, I'd see like the shadow. Okay. And I think that's kind of what he has, unless it's even more like, I've seen Stevie Wonder make like a free throw, and it's kind of gone like, huh. Because there is that conspiracy where it's like, he can see. Yeah. But I've seen him in... Per- but And he also does that exaggerated, like... Like, I hope if I go like, blind, I'm not going to be, like, the, going around, like, doing the... But isn't he doing echolocation when he's shaking his head? He's trying I to, don't like, know. Right I don't he's, know. Trying to, he's trying to figure out where the keys are. Trying to find like. the backboard. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. There. He, he goes, like... a bunch of clicking. And, like, <laughs> can you hear the backboard? I was backstage at a concert that he was on. It was, like, yeah. a festival. And someone was, like... I saw him walking around and there's no fucking way he's blind. Like there was people so like funny. back there going like, there's no fucking way he's blind. I saw him walking by himself. I only heard that in July of this last year oh, wow. about that. And I was, and it was from a guy who was like a DJ, a black dude in San Francisco was saying that. And I was like, well, if he's saying it, I don't know. I feel like I, I like, I'll take that 
yeah, I take from someone else. Exactly, like some other yeah. guy. It's just like, oh, another black guy said something like that? I'm going to believe him. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. But maybe you could do a thing where you um, say you're blind so you get ready for it. So you got all the stuff in place, you know what I mean? So you have all the stuff... You can know, you can have like a good year or two and you know who's yeah. going to fuck with you. So you know who to trust. Oh, I see. Like really like lay it on the first <laughs> yes. year. Just really plan it. So it's like I have a year of sight uh-huh. where I just go, okay, that person's good. This person's bad. They're yeah. stealing from me. They're uh, ruining my things. Because how does like Ray Charles do, how do you do that? It's so weird to me how they can get it. I don't get it. You get a hand, you get one. And this is what I'm learning mm-hmm. through just trying to like be in business for myself is... People like having me around, but I'm not like a leader guy. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm known. I don't get like a flock of people. I'm I usually like that in feeling. the posse. Yeah, I like actually. I enjoy that. I do too. I, I like it's been uh... me my whole life. But I now that I have to be on my own, I have to mm-hmm. develop my own people, and I don't know who to like trust. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's well because so you maybe would... going fake blind would help me with that. You can't really know until you find out the hard way. Probably. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, with unless anything, you want to yeah. set up like a weird sort of. Uh, a science experiment or some sort of a mental challenge thing. <laughs> yeah, where just... you mean like uh, mental abuse, basically, yeah, to a mean, person, yeah, like you know, manipulation so, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, manipulating <laughs> someone like a dictator would just test their loyalty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, to take their son and then tell them you didn't take your, their son and see what happens. And then when you give it Gaslight back. Gaslight them and see how loyal they that are. That kind of thing. I like it. Yeah, a little Saddam Hussein trickery. <laughs> but, you know, he's got to stay entertained somehow. Saddam. No, sure. He was the one where you kind of go like, I kind of wish that guy was still around compared to the others. I guess so. I think he had a... Lesser of evils, I feel. Maybe he was... I think a lot of times I like the guys who are just, oh, we just really don't like this guy. We know it. Right. But you have someone like that guy in Saudi Arabia right now. What's his name? MBS. You know about this guy? I don't know anything about him, but I know that they like... He's bad news. They're like our friends, but they're bad news. It's like, how are they our friends? I know. That's what I'm saying. Absolute worst. Yeah. That's the kind of thing... That's where it's kind of like it gets all... It puts your brain in a pretzel when you start like the Saudis thinking about <clears throat> our relationship with them, and then like, oh, Russia's doing this. It's like, yeah, we kind of did that with like Yemen and shit. Yeah, we're still mm-hmm. doing it. So then it puts your brain in this. You're like, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna go to baseball games and avoid it all. <laughs> yeah, I really hate it. It's like not. It's not a fun. I don't like having to think about that stuff. No, me neither. I don't like that. I'm plagued with those thoughts every now and again. Because it feels like something where I mean, I was really into that years ago. Where I, yeah, sure, because you want to like yeah. pound your fist and be like aware of things, and then you're like, I'm not. It's just affecting my mental health. Mm-hmm. It's not even like I can't do anything to change what's going. I'm not going to change the military industrial complex or whatever the fuck it's called. Unless so it's like, all you care about. Yeah, That's and then when you, you make that about. your personality, then you're like, this is my life now. <laughs> so it's not very fun to be that. Not at all. No. Yeah. Who wants that? So I listen to Godsmack and fucking forget about. The ills of the world. Godsmack and M Light. <laughs> Have some M Light. Yeah, we had we took a boat trip once to Lake Powell years ago. Where's that? Uh, it's like in Arizona, I think. It's this uh, lake that got created in the fifties from a dam. Oh, it's, it's not a, a real man-made lake. lake. Yeah, yeah, it's a big recreational park. It's a. It's what my friend who's in <laughs> it's a, basically <laughs> a Bass Pro Shop outside. Basically, it's what my friend calls an ecological disaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like creating the it's fish. Like, oh, an eco- Oh, the ecological disaster of uh, Lake Powell. We went there. And we had one of those, you know, those big coolers that fishermen have. Sure. The kind that are like the size of this table. Tackle cooler. We had one of those filled with M lights. Oh my god. Like goodness. with cans. I think we had 175 cans. Oh, you're of saying Miller these? Light. I yeah. thought you were like a fish or something. M lights. No, like, so... M lights. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crispy boys. I like that name better. Crispies. 
We've had so I've had so many goddamn Miller Lights. I shotgun them on stage now since you the do? pandemic because I'm so like at the beginning of the it show. Started, where? Well, like I would um on my Twitch during pandemic it was the only like outlet I had really. Me too. I didn't have a um podcast yet. Yeah. So I was just shotgunning beers on Twitch, and then it became like a thing that people would like watch for. So I started like you know coming back out of pandemic, you know having to do an hour. I was like, well, I've got thirty five solid. <laughs> like yeah. I have to. So I would go out there and I'd vamp a little bit. So I'd do one at the beginning, then I would do one at the end, ideally. But if you have two shows in a night, it gets kind of hairy, Oof. you know. What yeah, I, mean? I, I and I, I realized that as I was doing it, I'm like, oh, but what am I a circus animal? I'm shotgunning these beers but then i i just have so much fun doing it yeah you know i don't know it's like for me really at the end of the day and i had a guy in pittsburgh it was like the best show i've had in so long at this time i was like so it was electric i had so much fun and one guy was like you were too drunk he like dm'd me or like put it on a comment or whatever like you were too drunk on stage my girlfriend and i hated it and i was like well everyone else now you're making it look like yeah. I bombed. And I asked my opener, I was like, am I going insane? Was that not a good show? He was like, no, that was a fun show. I was like, all right, I thought I was like having crowd ears all of a sudden because of what, this one comment. What's crowd ears? You know those people that like they come off stage and they're like, oh, man, I killed it. And you're like, were you hearing the same thing that okay. the rest of us were hearing? You didn't. You absolutely didn't. They think like a couple chuckles is like an applause break. I have the opposite problem. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would hope. But it's better to have the opposite problem. I think it is. Yeah. No, I don't want to have like some delusional thought about my performance. That's why I was like put into my own feels after this fucking guy commented. I'm like, was I too drunk up there? Was I like... I always think it's good if one person, you have one dissenting person. That means that there's someone who, for whatever reason, I always think it's jealousy, right? It's always someone who's, they don't know they're jealous, but they are. And... um they say they hated it, and they say they find they find a reason that seems plausible to hate something because they don't they can't realize the reason they actually hate it. Well, they're also there. There's there's those people who like they go, oh, everyone's liking this. Well, I don't want to be like everyone. Yeah. So they're contrarian just for the pure fact that like they want to be different or something like that. It's like if you didn't like it, that's fine. Well, but they just you can't don't say like that it. I bombed. Yeah. 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 Exactly. That's the funniest thing to me is hearing people. I was just talking about this yesterday on Twitch, and I because I heard some. I've overheard like in the past, I don't know, two weeks or something, a couple different people like overhearing. I always listen to people's conversations. Like my favorite thing to do is to eavesdrop on people anytime mm. I can just because it's like, I don't know. It's no, like I get it. Yeah, best. it's a weird voyeurism thing. Yeah. yeah. They're talking about stand-up comedy and how much they hate stand-up comedy, how it's like, <laughs> yeah, I just don't like stand-up. I like, you know, improv's better or something like that. Who, were these just people at like a coffee shop? Well, or? one was like some, some younger, hip, folks and one was like i can't remember one, one was people just talking in some comments and stuff about something oh this is in twitch like comments okay. yeah one, one was actually just comments on some person's uh really popular twitter post and one was actually people talking okay. physically like in the world talking and it's something where i'm thinking like there's no person everybody likes stand-up because it's like saying you don't like Music. Like some yeah. people maybe don't like music, but my mom is one of those people. Yeah. She's like, I don't like bands, I just like songs. <laughs> and you're like, Who are you in robot? Like yeah. what kind of thing is that to say? It's everybody likes something. Yeah, and it makes me think my mom is dimmer than she probably like I just go that's like a dim person would say something like that. Does she is she why do you think she's dim? Does she what is Because she's like, I don't like bands. Like I go like what growing up like because she's seen Elvis live and shit. Really? Like, yeah, and she has no she's like, Yeah, I've seen Elvis. I'm like this is like something I want to hear about. And she's yeah. like, I don't even, he was like fat then. It was after in his old days or whatever. I'm like, okay, but that's still cool. 
and I go like, well, what are, like growing up, like what bands did you really like fall in? Like, what were you listening to in high school and stuff like that? And she's like, I don't like bands. I just like songs. She likes now that what that's what I call music. Well, I mean, like if that came out in the '60s, yeah. I guess you know what I mean, or whatever. But like, there'll be a song she'll be like, "I like this song," and she won't know like it's Elton John. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she has no idea. That's so cool. bizarre. Yeah, I guess. What it's does cool. she do? Nothing. I mean, she is a simple person. What did she grow up doing? Does she have a what was her profession or anything? A waitress forever. Okay. And she never had goals or dreams beyond. That makes sense. Yeah, it's strange. It's just a weird thing to try and like relate to. As do a, you guys get along? Yeah, it's like a Cold War situation. I mean, we get along, but it's not like there's not. It's not like a warm. I see. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think there's always one parent that you have that with, right? Yeah. Like my dad is the one who I, I'm like, how can you, how can you say that? Like, how can you think that? Yeah, how can I you can not like that? Relate can... with my dad more because he he was like a dreamer. Like okay. he had goals and dreams, right. and he fell short of them. But like at the same time, mm-hmm. I can go like, I understand that purpose in life. My mom was just like. I guess it was just having a family. I don't what know, did your you know? dad want to do? He like he wanted to own restaurants, and then he would, and then he would like sell them because it was killing him. This or is whatever. a tough industry. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he would own like, diners and shit. Really? And, yeah, he was like, uh, and then he would be his own cook and the own the manager. He just he didn't yeah. want to pay. He didn't know who to trust either or whatever. Like he didn't want to pay anybody, so he would dry it, dig him into the dirt, and he'd just sell the restaurant. Like three times in my life, he did that. Did you ever work at the diners? Oh yeah, I was like a. Busboy, dishwasher. This is in Buffalo. Yeah, for years until that I did like radio. A TV show. I did the the radio guys that I ended up working mm-hmm. for would come into my dad's diner, and I knew them from that, and I would like slip them tapes, and I was like oh, really? sixteen and shit. Yeah. And so you always wanted to be a DJ. I wanted to be on the radio because it was like at the time it was all like morning zoo shit. Yeah. Like Opie and Anthony, Howard Stern. Don and Mike, we had our own local version version of mm-hmm. that, and that's and I was like, my whole goal was to be on that show, and then I did it. By the time I was sixteen, I was on that show, and I go, Damn. I go, I did it. This is my. And then like you realize you're getting paid like nothing, uh-huh. and you're like, all right, I don't know. And for years, I was like, I don't know what's next. Like I don't know what the next progression in this business is. You know what I mean? So how long did you do it before you figured out? I didn't figure it out. I was on that show for fifteen years. Really? <laughs> yeah, you... and I kept getting raises. I was made full time or whatever, but like. Still, at the end of the day, it was pedestrian money. Like, it was yeah, not enough where, like, even my family was like, this is a sustainable career. You know what but I mean? But you moved out here after that job. Yeah, no, I, I quit that job and just moved out here because stand-up started overlapping, like, to the point where I was making more money doing stand-up. But you started doing it in Buffalo. Yeah. While you were doing, doing the radio. Right. I started, I learned how to do it while I was doing the radio, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a kind of a similar thing in a way. Well, one hand would wash the other because, like, mm-hmm. in radio, you know the audience is vast, and people could just be, like, you know, only, only like, tuning around and mm-hmm. just stumble across you. So you know you're talking to, like, a mass amount of people, but you're in a room alone. Right, right. So you t- you talk, like, as if you're speaking to one person. Mm-hmm. And that way, because, like, people, the way people consume it, they're in their car, they're at home, like, listening. They're alone. They don't think they're in the collective so you talk to one person. But there is a collective thing about radio. I mean, that's why I still listen to radio because I feel like it's live. There's something about right. it that feels like a collective. I like it the idea good. of like going like, oh, someone, they don't know I'm listening, but I'm listening. You know, it's like a passive listening. Yeah. Whereas like podcasts, you have to click on it. You start from the beginning, you know, like. It's not live in ra- Yeah, exactly. In radio, you stumble upon things or people mm-hmm. can. So when you're on the air, though, they would tell, you know, talk as if you're speaking to one person right. because everyone listening to it. Is usually alone, yeah, or whatever. 
even if they're in a car or whatever. So I started like kind of doing that on stage, even though there's like a bunch of people in the crowd. That's, that makes a lot of sense though, because yeah. when you are on stage, it is. Uh, it is essentially anonymous with the lighting. You don't really right. see many people. I and you connect I, with somebody better, be, like individually, because of the way that it goes. It's not, it's not like you guys or whatever, you know. Yeah. Unless you're trying to get someone to like, I don't know, get a poll of the room or something. But like I never that. look at. I never like to look at someone during. Stand-up. I can't see people. That's a blessing. In yeah. The, you know, like it's a curse in real life, but like it's a blessing in stand-up. I go up there blank slate it's like i just have to hear them do you know what i mean yeah but that's i think i mean that's it's actually good i don't want to see their faces i don't want to see them either if there's people in the front row who are lit i will actively not look at them because if i do i'll get drawn in and then i'd say i'm fucked then because i'm different i always look past them yeah i think that's really good though you see someone like i feel like hannibal is like that you you know i mean hannibal barras you can't really see his his eyes very well he's always like you can't tell what he's looking he's, at. I squint too a little mm-hmm. on stage because I, I don't know why. Like, Probably because I, I like to do this thing too. Instead of like when I'm go moving on to another thought, mm-hmm. I don't like to look down. I feel like it's like a sign of like weakness or something like that. Yeah. So I look up at the ceiling. And then I like, it's yeah, always bright light, so I squint or whatever. But like, so I catch all these pictures of me squinting all the time. I, I was watching a tape of myself from the show. I'm doing like this solo show coming up here and I'm watching the tape again. April 22nd, the Legion Theater coming Ooh. out. April 22nd, for, uh, ne- next Friday, basically, or whenever this comes out, exactly. But I was watching it. Did you ever watch tape of yourself, and you're just like, oh, my God, why am I standing <laughs> like that? Oh, yeah, 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 all the time. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's almost like it's like torture to look at. I don't at. even like – I've barely filmed anything, like, mm-hmm. video-wise, which I have to start probably doing based off the way things are moving these days. But, like, audio is how I listen – or how I like figure things out. So like when I go back yeah. to listen to a set, I listen to the audio of it. That's how I go like, why did this joke work better on this show and not this show? I'll go back and listen to the like game tape of it. Yeah, I do the same thing. It's I for like a like pacing the... or a wording thing. You know, you can fix it. But so much of it stuff is visual. At least yeah. the stuff, a lot of stuff that I do is visual. I don't do anything where... visual. Okay. <laughs> I'm not like... Uh... Yeah. Because like, yeah, that's the thing. Like if I it is visual... It. If I'm just listening to it, it would just be like a bunch of silence and then I laugh. I'm like, what the fuck did I do there? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Even if it's like a look or something. So like, but in audio, you go like, oh, I like paused during this part or I said this first mm-hmm. or like something like that. It's weird how like you figure out the combination of words that made it work in this setting. And then you listen to the one where it didn't work and you go, oh, it's because I didn't do this, this or this. And you just, it's like a spell. Yeah. A lot of times it's like, if like it's a spell or it's also a thing where... Um, if you give any kind of indication of what's going to happen, sometimes that is either good or bad. It's like you're sure. tipping the hat too early or you didn't tip the hat. So people didn't kind of smell it. And right. they didn't. There's also misdirections where it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People do these ones where you're like, I'm not putting two and two together here, you know, but at the same time, you don't want to see like the trains coming down the tracks. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. so people, there's all this like, yeah, sleight of hand almost. It's like a magic trick. It's definitely a magic. Definitely very similar to being a magician. Mm-hmm. But not as not hopelessly cheesy, and not like uh, <laughs> all the magicians I knew always had like a rotating, rotating um, set of girlfriends who always looked exactly the same. That's so funny. They're all assistants. They're all assistants. They all look very made up. Hmm, who can I saw in half? That's what mm-hmm. they look for in a partner. They're like yeah, who, has, who has a huge breasts and red hair <laughs> and doesn't talk very much at all, <laughs> and is not taller than me. There was some like or is much taller than me. Magicians went from like. 
one end of the spectrum to the other very quickly. They used to be like cheesy with capes and top hats, and yeah. it was like, "Welcome to the magic show." And then it all of a sudden became like, "We're all wearing mascara, and we listen to probably Godsmack or whatever." Listen you know what Godsmack. I'm saying? Like we got tank tops on. When to, when to end to choppers? Yeah, yeah, we're hanging from fucking choppers by our teeth and. You know, got all extreme, yeah. and then it got. That's all cheesy shit too. Now I don't know what. What's the new magician who's out there like blowing minds? It's like probably like a rapper musician, maybe like a little Zan is also a magician. <laughs> is a he magician. really? That would be the hope. <laughs> I was gonna say it was like How is he little really? Zan that's... is a magician. God, that would be that would be hilarious. You know, I do this rap thing, but my real passion is magic. But his magic is so. You know how that guy? All those guys are just so small. So like. Yeah, just you know, and that's his. Say, okay, it's uh, six, six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and people, are like, oh my god! Like, oh, oh, yeah, it's just a six. That's the thing that I always talk about with Tom. Like going to a magic show would only be fun with a black guy. Oh my like, god! Head explodes every yeah. time you see. It. That would be the fun part. Whereas I would just watch it and be like, oh, cool. That's the thing too on magic shows. Um, produce magic shows. They have like code words for certain types of people for the audience because they know. Yeah. I have a friend who worked on a brilliant black pop- guy. They That's basically the guy. say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. They say, they're like, because we got to get something here who someone's someone's responsive, someone that makes this seem, yeah. this thing, makes this trick seem more, you know, it makes it seem like it's good. I love that Brent Weinbach sketch. I show, I like, since college, I feel like I've been texting it to like all my friends. I figured it was called Mind Jacked, right? Oh god! Where he just like jizzes in his pants, and all the black guys are like, "Oh shit!" And then the guy has jizz come out of his mouth, and it's like it combines like their love of magic and also homophobia. Like, oh, it's so fucking funny. Yeah, Brent has some great sketches like that. His shit is just so so like left field. Yeah, I mean anything with jizz in it makes me laugh. So it was like right up my alley. Have you seen the one of the uh, the drummer who's masturbating while he's playing the drums? <laughs> no. He can't have it on YouTube, obviously, but he oh, got a so real fun. guy. A real guy. I think it's on Vimeo, maybe. Right. And it's a guy who's doing a drum instructional tape, and he's literally masturbating <laughs> with a boner in his hand as he's playing the drums. It is, it's, you know, he made this video. He produced it. He had. He wanted to have it made. He's the best. Oh, yeah. my God. So fucking Such funny. a weirdo. Yeah, such like, a weirdo. Like, yeah. I'm a, this is what... His vision was to have a guy masturbating while doing an instructional drum tape, and he did it. He found the guy. To it's do weird it. too because he has like this artistic seriousness about him, mm-hmm. and then you're like, everything is a, the same things I love, like jizz and stupid shit like that. You know what I mean? Masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> like it's all dumb shit like I like, but it's he does it in a way where you're like, no, he's doing it artistically. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if he even thinks of it that way. It's hard to. I mean, I have no idea. I've never had like a. I've, I've had two interactions with him, like. I think I followed him at the store one time, and then right. the other time I was just like, at, we're on the same show. And I have no sense of, I just think he's a, the best. And I've never had like a conversation about any. I just go, oh, this is so great. I talk to all my friends, my Jack, man. Your jizz. Your jizz bits are hilarious. <laughs> yeah. God. I wish we could bring it up and play it, but I don't think I can. Oh, no, it's okay. Tell her, just go Google it, folks. I wonder if you can even Google it. My Jack, is... you can definitely watch on YouTube. I've sent the link. Yeah, Mind Jack is available. The v- masturbating of the drummer, I definitely can't wait to check that I'm just out. Let's see if it even comes up. It's probably on his reels or something, right? Um, I don't know. God, this was so long ago, too. This was probably 10 years ago. Oh, no shit. It's not Ma- gonna... I wonder how long ago that Mind Jack shit was. Like I said, I was in college. So that was probably a while. Where did you go to college? Canisius College in Buffalo. Buffalo. Terrible. So you're just like, you're like a hardcore Buffalo. Oh guy. yeah, I lived there till tw- till I lived here, 2017. 2017, you moved here. With there was like a nine month time I lived in Cleveland, mm-hmm. 
were at for a radio job that I hated. Cleveland sucks, right? I hated I hated living there. I hated the show I worked on. I don't I don't Cleveland's fine, but it's like it's no Cincinnati. It's just but I do like Cincinnati Cincinnati, more than Cleveland. I was there the first time just last month. I can't believe how cool it is there. I love Cincinnati. I love the Reds. I love Skyline Chili. I am all about Cincinnati. I like the buildings. I like the vibe. I like the bars. I like the It's um, blue collar, but it's kind of new. Also feels sort of like New Orleans in a weird way. It feels yes. like an old because it's, Cause it's such by an old Kentucky. City. It's like you can again. It's like how Canada is to Buffalo. It's Kentucky's like right there. That's so weird because Buffalo doesn't feel maybe Buffalo's Buffalo's definitely more Canadian than Minnesota is because Minnesota maybe is like austere. It's cold. It's like very reserved. But you think about Canadians. The big thing about Canadians is that they drink a lot of beer. That's Buffalo. They're fucking, they're kind of like degenerates in a way. They're kind of like Buffalo, redneck yeah. degenerates. Yeah, wearing a denim uh, tuxedo, they call it, or Canadian tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo. You know, without de- it's like yeah. it, Buffalo's, Buffalo is Canada uh, to a degree, but it's also like very American and how we party and there's bars. I mean, it's like a Rust Belt city, so it's just bar, 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 bar everywhere. That was our main like income for a while. The first and only time I was there... I was on tour with Bronger, Matt Bronger, probably like 10 years ago or something. We did this tour for Paps Blue Ribbon. Ooh. And uh, we were in Buffalo, and we went to get wings at the, one of the famous wing places. Duff's? I get, I wouldn't, if you said it now, I wouldn't Anchor even Bar? Know. <laughs> yeah, those are the one, two. One of like the main places. Yeah, yeah, there. yeah, It's very busy, but they can obviously accommodate the busyness because they, they know they're busy. Sure. And I see this dad, like the most, like this blue-collar dad, had a big shirt on, like a big orange shirt on with the neck was stretched. He seemed kind of like, like you know, raw from the elements. He had a, like oh, a yeah. big bushy mustache, and his hair was unkempt. He had like three daughters, all blonde, like beautiful blonde daughters, and they were just like bustling. That's around. what's wild. There's some yeah. hot girls in Buffalo. <laughs> well, the- he he looked like he couldn't be. He was so pissed off, just like. You know, his daughters are all being nice and sweet, yeah. and his I think his wife... And all I remember is just seeing this guy looking like the most prototypical, pissed-off, working-class guy who right. just wants to have some beer and wings and also probably maybe has murdered someone. Yeah, he, he has to go and, like... Look. He's just thinking about fixing his snowblower later or whatever. He's like, motherfucker, I have to God. go back and snowplow the fucking driveway. Just like the look of, like, you could just tell he was standing in front of, like, some sort of machine or some yeah. kind of a thing that... You have to wear eye protection and ear protection for, <laughs> and his shirt. The, the way that the neck was stretched out, he was just so so sad. I couldn't stop looking at him. This guy. Yeah, dude. There's that like was a. Buffalo. I mean, now it's like there's like a, not to get into the economics of Buffalo, but it's do like, it. There's like a medical corridor now, so there's like doctor jobs and shit like that, and there's like different industry. Arts is like big on the rise, and there's a lot of breweries and shit. But back in the day. Before the 80s, you know, in the 70s or whatever, it was all like steel mills and shit. Yeah, it was rough. It was yeah. like uh, all those towns. All right. those towns in the area were, they are very... Then in the 90s and in like the early 2000s, it was like people were fleeing from mm-hmm. there, you know? And that's why like when the fucking housing bubble burst or whatever in 2008, everyone else in the country like went down. They had like a recession. Buffalo just kind of stayed where it was. Really? Because it was and so then, low? Yeah, it was already so low. It's Everyone's like Detroit like or something. Right? It is like Detroit or Cleveland, same thing. Yeah. We're all kind of kindred spirits in the fact that we're all Rust Belt cities, you know? Yeah, Rust Belt, some of those places are so depressing. Well, I'm like, They're that's so a, I crush in like Pittsburgh. Really? Like, I don't know. I just have, because it's like the same vibes like as Buffalo. Like, I feel like these are my people, you know what I mean? The whole, like, that whole area. Like, even Cleveland felt like when I moved there, 
it felt like I was in like bizarro Buffalo because it was like everything's kind of the same, but I don't know anybody and I'm on the other side of the lake. You know, it's like yeah. so weird. It's the same vibe. I think I feel like the most kinship with some of those nicer cities in the South. I always feel okay. like shows there are just like, I don't know, something about it. Like They're which just, ones? Like Atlanta? Any, Atlanta, shit. anywhere in Texas. Huh. Um, I mean, all those. I did Birmingham for the first time. I want to go there. Really very, great. I'm gonna. I'm working on that. Like I did Huntsville, and mm-hmm. I loved it. But I'd like to go to the other parts of like Alabama. Same with like Tennessee, like Knoxville or Memphis or something. Yeah, you know, or um, Memphis was great. Obviously, what's the big city? Uh, I'm thinking of Tennessee, Nashville. Nashville, the yeah. Best. I mean, the Nashville. The show's crazy. there. Jesus Christ. Nashville yeah, that's why I want to explore so the good. other parts of that state and see if they're just as good in mm-hmm. the other cities like Memphis, like I said, or Knoxville. Memphis is a little nasty, though. I like Memphis nasty. Is, um, Memphis is the kind of place where you get knifed. 3-6, baby. 3-6 like Mafia. Yeah, okay. I'm down, though. It's crusty. It's the kind of, It's like uh, you're talking about how Cleveland's different than Cincinnati. Yeah. Memphis is to Nashville what Cleveland is to that's Cincinnati. Fine. I can that's deal. in my opinion. No, I can deal with that. Yeah, I can deal with that. The switchboards are fucking lighting up right now. What do you mean fucking calling that this way? What are you talking about? We're the switchboards. We're the jewel of the Mid-South, son of a bitch. Hey, I'm all about 3-6 Mafia, so. We're the silver star of the (laughs) Mid-South. M-E-M-P-H-I-S. I'm going to rep this. 3-6 is some dirty shit, right? Yeah, I love that shit. MJG, 8-Ball? 8-Ball and MJG are my shit, too. Yeah, I think that's what I was just saying. How did you get into that stuff? I don't know. I think college. Okay. It was just smoking weed with my other white friends in Fredonia, New York. And right. then they were like, oh, let's put this on. And it was like, relax and take notes. It was the remix of that with 8-Ball and MJG. That one was big. What about David Banner? Uh, uh, David Banner is the white guy with the grills, no, no, right? David Banner's black guy. Oh, no, my bad. Okay, I don't know. Mississippi guy. Okay, okay, okay. I what think about- I know Southern... Uh, what is the other one, too, though? Um well, there's tons. Rick Ross. Right. He's Florida, though. Florida, yeah, but he's got the southern, you know. So, yeah, Dirty South. Yeah, I love that shit. Who else is Dirty South? Because I went to college in Florida, northern Florida. Oh, so what's it's college? Tallahassee, Florida State. Oh, Florida State. For- so you were Florida Sem- State. Seminoles. Yeah, cinnamon rolls. Who, was there anybody cool there while you were there, like uh, football-wise? Um, when I was freshman, they won the national championship. So we had uh, P- Peter Warwick was playing then. Who was um, the, What year was it? It was ninety nine. They won the they oh, won the damn. national championship. So they had they had Janikowski was kicking back then. Oh no shit! They had um, what's his name? Not Ch- well. Charlie Ward's the old guy. Um, I know Miami ninety nine people, but I don't remember Florida State. I for- I just got into football two years ago, and that's NFL. I went to my first college game probably sometime my freshman year of oh, man. college. How awesome is that? I, I mean, I don't know just enough about football to enjoy it, but um, also not enough to where when I went there, it was like, this is insane. Right. It's so crazy. Yeah, I didn't. I wish I went to a college where we had football. We didn't have. So I never really got, I never really got into, I love professional football. It's my yeah. favorite sport. I'm kind of that way with baseball, though. I just got into baseball like three years ago. So now I'm just I just love baseball. I like baseball a lot too, but something about football is so it's just it's like they figured out how to yeah. have a sport. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I football's my number one. Yeah. Hands down. But it, and it's so finite in time. It's eighteen weeks. It's Sundays. So sure they have so Thursday and Monday, but yeah, you can keep track. Anything can happen. Right. It's so it changes week to week and it's like drama filled because whereas like baseball, there's like sometimes two games in a day. 
And some you know of the guys mean? are so talented too. Where right. you see, like, obviously basketball is like super talent based. Right. You have all these guys who are, you're watching the guy just run ram shot over. Also, the it's court. like mentally crazy basketball. Basketball, because really? like, yeah, they like get in, like so close. They get all so fucked tight. up in their heads, and then they like suck. Really? Yeah, like that Westbrook and shit. Like that is that's the part I like. I'm intrigued about basketball. About is that like if they're playing with a guy that like they go this guy fucked a girl I like. <laughs> They get all fucked up. You really? Know what I mean? Their dynamic gets all yeah. fucked up. Yeah, it's like you can tell those things. Well, that's why Larry Bird was so good. That yeah, guy he, is a hundred percent like got to be one ninety IQ, two ten IQ, probably super high. I hear IQ. he also is like, like kind of an asshole. Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big time. Which you got to be, I guess, to be that. He was like the, the king of being an asshole because he would whisper shit. People would say. I'm gonna make all these shots, you little bitch. You <laughs> yeah, I love like that. that shit and so would, much. Yeah. Drive him crazy, and yeah. he would just be out there looking all, you know, hick, hickified. And right. Everyone's just, like, "Who's this?" Like, he'd be like, "Do but do but do." But like, he goes up, he's like, "I'm gonna fucking ruin you right now." Like, he'd talk shit all the time. Yeah. I, I, just, I read a bunch back because I was gonna audition to play him. Oh, for, for the for the winning time. It was going to, but I realized like I am literally less than a foot. I'm a foot more than a foot shorter than Bo him. Burnham. Got that role and then turned it down. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he turned down. I don't know. But even then, Bo is uh, a very tall. Or he like guy. had a. I read he had a scheduling conflict, then that's why he couldn't do it. But that's that was just what the yeah. trade said. You but, have to uh, be a tall person. To play I would him. imagine. Well, that that was the other thing too. Like for that show, Will Ferrell had a big falling out with Adam McKay because he cast John yeah. C. Riley. But I like think that's... Will Ferrell is like you're six foot two. Like Jerry Buss is like a short guy. He's like five foot six. He can't play. Well, John's not that short either. John's like six one, probably six. I thought feet. he was shorter. No. Well, they do a good job making him look shorter, I guess. Well, but. I guess you look short next to basketball players, though. Right. That too. But Will Ferrell like they... is tall. I mean, yeah. like Will Ferrell's like too tall to play that. I don't think they had a falling out. I think that's bullshit. You do? I, I hope so. I, I think mean, it's. Uh, I hope so. It's marketing, right? I don't know because also it seems like Will Ferrell has been doing things with the Golden State Warriors. Now it's like Jack, he does like this Jackie. He came out as Jackie Moon. He's been doing like Golden State was what city? That's up in uh, San Fran, okay. slash Oakland. It used to be Oakland. Now it's San Fran. But like, I thought that was strange because he's such a LA guy. So yeah. maybe he's not even like doing things with the Lakers even anymore. Even though I guess the Lakers don't like that show either. Doesn't that not make sense though for someone like if, sure. of his? He's been Stature. around for so long, doing so much stuff. Yeah. Why would he get have, upset about that to like blow up a twenty year like partnership? Because he, he didn't. Exactly. I, sw- I mean, okay. I think yeah, I, I'm being sense. jaded. But yeah, no, sure. Not jaded, I, I like that theory. I hope that's true. I think everything that ever happens now that's like a thing like, oh, did you hear about this? I think it's uh, if it's if it has roots that's that's real. Right. They are being blown out of proportion to create a buzz around something. No, that's true. I mean, as a, I mean, when I like left your mom's house, everyone just assumed there was drama. Because oh, of yeah. it, surrounding the circumstances of it, but that's and good it really for you. was nothing. No, I don't think it is actually. Really, it's not good. I mean, it's good in that in terms. I guess people talk about me or like yeah. they still even are like, oh, what happened? Or you know, blah blah blah. But it's nothing. There, there literally is no like no drama story. Yeah, no drama whatsoever. And so I got like at first it was annoying to have people have that opinion. Yeah, like uh, oh, you fucked up. You. Or like the other way around, where it's like fuck them, and I'm like, there's no fuck them. I love them. People always want to, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, yeah. People always want to have like a have someone's back. They want to like stand up for you. Yeah, that, that or they go like the other way around, where they're like, oh, you fucking loser, you got fucking, and it's like, no, it's, you don't understand how anything works. Maybe it's Tom seeing these things because Tom's the master puppet, ma- the puppet master. Maybe he did this <laughs> on purpose so 
to create controversy. Yeah. <laughs> I could see him doing that. I think a lot of stuff Tom does is that way where he's got like that 10,000 yard vision where he does oh, something sure. just to piss Also, he's off. just like, well, you know, let them spin their, <laughs> let them spin their tires. Who cares? Yeah. You know, let them just spin their wheels thinking this or that. Who gives a shit? Uh, it is so true. It is pretty great to see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I would agree. No, 100%. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I, so that makes sense to me, like that there is no story behind that it's just all fodder or whatever, you know, to hype up the show. Yeah, I guess so. Because it's just it's just a, a part. Like, the amount of parts... If Did I, you get to go read for it and everything? I decided not to read for oh. it because I didn't want to... They say specifically, do not submit anyone under six feet. Oh, and then you just didn't want to, like, fuck your agent over I just didn't want to go through all the work of... And then you'd be like, you're not six feet, well, so you're how done. About, how about this? I regret it. I regret not just doing it because I know I look more like Larry Bird than the guy they cast. Yeah. I can definitely be made to look more like Larry Bird than the yeah. guy they cast. And I know Larry Bird's like big thing is that he's like a, he's like mentally tough. He's not necessarily, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't look smooth. No, he's he never was like a physical uh, imposing person. Yeah. Even though he did have the chops, he didn't like, he didn't look like um, fluid. Right. It wasn't like Jordan or something. Right, like right, right. So or Magic even. Or anybody. Kareem. Anybody, really. Yeah, like I'm saying like, yeah, he didn't look, like when you look at him, you're like, that's not a top tier athlete. It's like an ogre who's like stumbling <laughs> around, but they're just <laughs> right, going right. in. They're just right. sinking. Right, no, 100%. But he has that thing where he's got the mental game where he gets in people's heads and shit and fucks with them. There's yes. a lot of scenes in there where it was him like fucking with people. With magic and shit. Yeah. See, yeah, he hasn't been in the show yet, so I'm very curious to see. see. Yeah, I wonder how that's going to work out. But either way, I regret it. But, but either way. But yeah, I, I mean, I don't know who's playing him now, but I mean, it's even like you look at like Adrian Brody as Pat Riley, you're like, mm-hmm. I guess I can see it. But like at the same time, yeah, you're like, Pat Riley, isn't he like a smooth Italian guy? That's oh, our fucking ring doorbell. What the hell here? Uh, it's probably a package or something like that, but uh, it doesn't matter. Ring doorbell. You know, the ring, the little camera. Yeah, yeah. That Amazon now owns. Did you know this? I did not know that. I learned this a couple years ago. The Amazon purchased ring. So basically, the biggest company in the world now has... The people the, who are delivering your packages have command over your cameras. So too. now they have the biggest surveillance arm in the world, too. It's not only... Cool, yeah, right? so weird. And then also they can just be like, you like... No, they fucking stole my package. I'd be like, did they? We have tape. And, uh, well, that uh, looks kind of like your neighbor. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. They know they're like, or if it was stolen, they're like, oh, it's this one's conveniently erased. Weird. Hmm. Weird how you unplug the ring. Hmm. Yeah, huh. But we didn't unplug Must it. Must have been a glitch in the ring system. Hmm. Yeah, what's the other one? There's another one. There's like um, Nest. There's Nest, yeah. Is that for inside? That sounds more like an inside I camera. I think it's the same. I mean, it's all the same thing. It's all a camera that allows you to surveil and this isn't deliberate, by the way. I just have been poor for so long that I don't have, like, an Alexa. I don't have, like, a we don't have camera. Yeah. I don't have, like... The only thing listening to me, I guess, is my phone, you know, which is crazy. They're all just listening. Always, everything's listening. You're walking around. Your phone's yeah. listening as I, I give walk up. by you. Yeah, I submit. I don't care. That's the thing. You can't fight it. Otherwise, you're just going to be exhausted all the time. Right. But I don't have an... Uh, I haven't been... Like, some of the people, like, I don't know, I see you have a washer dryer over here. Yeah. Are they ones where you can be like, turn on, you talk to it? No, that's weird. Is that the yeah, thing? Yeah, that is a thing. There's things that they're like... What's the sub- point of that? I don't know. If you don't have to put... If you have to put the clothes in there... Yeah, you might as well push why a couple would buttons. You, that's insane. The, all the Smart House stuff, to me, it's... Smart House. That was like a Disney original. Yeah. Do you remember that show? <laughs> where it was no, like a woman, a the woman from... Um, Married with children. What's her name? She married the like sons of Katie Anarchy Seagal. Guy. Yeah, she played yeah. the smart house. She was like, it was before Siri. Oh yeah, and she had a voice. Yeah, and she was the. Vo- and then all of a sudden, she like did something to manifest a 
personification of her so it became her like and mm-hmm. she she was like a mother she was like now now don't you go outside she would like put like steel over the someone already made shit. this movie this was like before siri before alexa back in the early 2000s Damn. disney channel original movie sounds smart it's a house. scary movie though yeah the smart house takes over and they have to like at first it's wonderful all the conveniences yeah. like smart house is crazy and then the smart house got Oh, self-aware. It's like how in two thousand one. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of the, it was a Disney Channel version of that. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that's the pain of being too soon. You can't be too soon, otherwise you get, you don't get um. If you're too early, I think it did numbers. I mean, those Disney Channel <gasps> original movies were good. They were. I think it did some numbers. <laughs> yeah, I think numbers. they were doing, doing good. You know. Let's look up the numbers. Uh, hey Siri, where are the numbers for uh, Disney Channel? <laughs> you remember? Uh, you remember? You ever watch any of those? Or are you too old for? I never. I didn't have Disney Channel growing up. Oh. Okay. I mean. We didn't have it. I mean, this was 2001, 2002, yeah. you know. Did not watch it, though. Yeah. I was too busy watching September 11th on repeat. Me too. I was very obsessed with September 11th. That's what this podcast is all about. Is where were you on the day? Oh, my God. I was in Spanish class. First, what? I was in gym class when the first plane hit. Okay. A sophomore in high school. First plane hit. My friend came into the locker room of gym and goes, some idiot flew a plane into the <laughs> World Trade Center. We thought it was like a Cessna or something. Uh-huh. And then, like, they made an announcement on the thing, like, we were going to go, you know, run the mile or whatever, and then they wouldn't let us go outside because, you know, they're going to bomb Williamsville South High School in Buffalo, New York. They could have. I mean, how far is Skanksville from there? It's not Uh, that far. It's not that far, actually. It was a 90-minute drive. But it's also, like, people started, you know, the rumor mill conjures up. Mm -hmm. It was like, you're walking through the halls of high school, and someone will come to you and be like, a car bomb went off in front of the Capitol. You know, like, you hear all these different things. And eventually... They had us all like in the auditorium watching on television. They made an announcement like anybody who wants to go home whose parent will like sign them out can go home. So I was like sick. My grandpa came and picked me up. I went home. I watched 9-11 all day. And then my dad came home from work because his restaurant closed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's get out of here. So he took me to like this place called Media Play, which is like your, I don't know, Sam Goodies or something like that. It had like CDs, video games, that type of shit, movies. He's like, you can buy a CD and a video game. So I bought Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory uh, on 9-11 that day. And I bought a video game. Like, it was, like, so calm, but not so calm. It was something else that predated that where I could, like, play in the Gulf War. So I was, like, shooting what I thought. Oh, yeah. Here we are, folks, <laughs> off of the 2000 release Hybrid Theory. R.I.P. Chester Bennington. It's Linkin Park. The song right here. Oh, God, what song is this? This is the... Paper, paper cut, cut? Yeah. paper cut. Yeah, this is a wow. not today. Something in here is not right today, dude. This was like for me when this came out. I was the could not be more against this type of stuff. <laughs> I was obsessed with this. This yeah. is like my first concert. Well, I was like, like into I was into cool music. I thought at the time, <laughs> so I would be fuck no Lincoln Park. Any this any stuff like this, I would be vehemently <laughs> against <laughs> it. Oh, this is the one. It's like. It watches everything. <laughs> Chester that Bennington had, whispers man, and shit. He, was he could dark. scream, dude. I wonder why. He could scream. <laughs> when he killed himself, it was I was I had to I had they called me into the radio to do like the tribute because I oh, was really? like the guy that was so attached to this band growing up. Yeah, I mean I I don't never I never really listened to them, but I learning about him after everything. I'm like, man, fucking, that's a hard life. Yeah, he was hard tight life. with Chris Cornell too, and then Chris Cornell killed himself, and then oh. he was like, he, they were tight. They were tight. Man, I wonder what happened to Chris Cornell. Because you think about that guy, he's like a tall guy, stunningly handsome, yeah. can sing, wealthy, in a great band, like an actual great band. Yeah. But 
something must have been in his past that was haunting him. Something just overcame, and same thing with. I mean, I feel like. But Chester was abused, right? It's oh yeah, severely. I mean, it was like, also it's not yeah. A secret or anything, but Chris right? Cornell like might have. I don't know his childhood, but I think he was also slapped around by yeah. his dad or some shit like that. But like, it was all overwhelming for both of them. I mean, it was very close to each other that they killed themselves, and then they had that like song that they did together. They did a song together. Yeah. What is it? I don't know that. Um, I forget what it is. Let's jam it. Um, if you just Google Chris Cornell and Chester, I think it comes up. But I, I think it was just like them. hunger strike. No, they probably did that together. They because they were on the road together. Like Chester went out for he was Chester like right before he died was the new singer of Stone Temple Pilots. He was. Yeah, because Wyland died. So I they were like, died. let's just get Chester Bennington to do it, and it was so it didn't work out. It was yeah. so weird, and it wasn't the same. And and it's never know. the same. No, except for Journey. They only only band that's ever had a. Someone sing as good ACDC as... ACDC kind of did it. Yeah, but they suck, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. Who else? I There's also another, love saying uh, I hate ACDC. I, don't, I, don't I forget. There's like another... Oh, is Crawling? Or it's crawling like, is... Uh, I mean, if Chris Cornell did Lincoln that, Park, that's a Linkin Park song. But it's live. Maybe it's Hunger... It's got to be They just perform right? together. They prob- Yeah, it's like... They just would perform on the same stage as each other, maybe, and they did a Hunger Strike together. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, Chester did like a bunch of... Drugs? No. Yeah, they all did. I mean, so did Wyland. Oh, yeah. He was a heroin addict forever. And then when he died, it was cocaine and, and Viagra is what got him. Really? They're saying the same Wyland? thing about... Yeah, like even with Taylor Hawkins. It's the Viagra that fucks... It thins your blood. So when oh, you're doing like coke and shit... Wait, Taylor Hawkins is the drummer for Foo Fighters, Yeah, right? he had like 50 drugs in his system, they said, or some shit. Yeah. But like, I, I really old. think it's the combination of coke and Viagra when you're old that fucks people. Wow. Yeah. What a sad thing that's super avoidable. Right. But also, Jesus like, Christ. you go, like, they these guys, like you said, Wylan, massive heroin addict mm-hmm. his whole life. So you think, like, oh, I've seen death. Now I'm just doing a little blow with Viagra. Yeah. And that mixture is what does it. Yeah. Not the same. Also, it's the different. Well, it's not the same as heroin, too. And when people go back to heroin, too, that's always kills them because they're doing the their old dose. Right. Where they think, like, oh, Daddy's not as good at heroin as he used to be. <laughs> like, so yeah, they do like the old one where they're like really ramped up. Yeah, I wonder if they know it as they're dying. If they like, oh shit. I always kind of said like, when I'm old, I would like to die from heroin because yeah. it seems like it feels amazing, and I don't want to like when I can't wipe my ass anymore. What better way to go out than just like doing heroin? Maybe a slow heroin thing, like a or um. I don't feel like I feel like it feels like a million orgasms, and then you just overdose and die. I don't feel like you feel the seizure or whatever happens. Yeah. But I don't know. I've never... You've never done heroin? I've done a little bit, but not like the needle in my arm. You smoked it? Yes. Yeah. I've never done... I never smoked it, but I have had pretty strong uh, intravenous drugs in the hospital, which is... I mean, it's got to yeah. be pretty close to it. Sure. Mm. Sure. Like some little bit of Demerol. We push the yes. button after having surgery. Oh. I'm having surgery on the 29th. What kind of surgery? Uh, on my back. So you're gonna go under for real? Yeah, but it's supposed. I'm supposed to leave that day, so who knows? What do you mean, who knows what they're gonna outpatient give me. surgery? Yeah, like I'm going to the hospital and then like I don't stay overnight. Hopefully wow, so I it's leave. not. What are they doing? I have to have a mass removed from my mass. lower back. Yeah. Do you have a have a name? <laughs> <laughs> this is I an old thing, it, right? Because no. remember on the podcast. No, yeah, it's been there for a while. Years ago, didn't Doctor Drew look? It at wasn't it that. It was shit? like last year or whatever. Yeah, he okay. like he like made it so that I could just like have some time, but like. I got insurance, and I had to find a surgeon and all this other shit. You got it all set up? Yeah, 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 yeah. How soon? 
on the 29th coming up here at the end of the month. You looking forward to it? I just can't wait for it to be over. I'm not looking for it's three to six month recovery time, so it's like yeah. I don't know what that entails. I was not serious when I said you're looking forward. To oh, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but also I am looking forward to the aspect of like this will be done. Yeah, because it's three sucks. to six months of like uh, what do you call it? Rehab, like just uh, not physical like, rehab. No, it's more like wound care. Yeah, like because they can't close it up because it'll grow back. So. What? What is that? I don't know cyst or whatever that's cool though yeah i guess so you have to go in a bunch and they have to check on it every week i have to go to this guy my surgeon he has to like just make sure i'm not getting like MRSA and shit like that and you have to like they have to give you a bunch of vicodin stuff i would hope so i would fucking hope so. i bet they'll give you something i need a little something to get out of this one like thinking i made out like a bandit i'll go can i have a little i went in for the i went in for another thing i had a abscess on my jawline which was crazy like from an ingrown hair just like wow. an ingrown hair made this crazy. You can still see the scar here because they had to like cut me open and drain it. How fast did that develop? In days. Like it was wow. crazy. Like it started choking me. I had to go to the emergency room. Jesus, where was this in town here? Yeah, I went to the Presbyterian Hollywood Hospital, which My... is a nightmare. And I was yeah. sitting there for like 14 hours before they saw me. And then like I did got Did you have there... any idea what it was though? No. Okay. So I mean like I knew it was a, I texted Dr. Drew a picture of it and he goes, oh, that's a sister or an abscess or mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. So it's like he's, you're going to have to go get it like drained or whatever yeah and so i'm sitting in there for like 13 hours i went at 3 p.m 13 hours dude i went at 3 p.m and they didn't see me until the next day at 7 a.m like while i was i was there you're the whole fucking time. kidding me and finally it was me going this is choking me dude you gotta go to a different hospital well that's all er's dude i'm telling you an that's er all... is the worst no way situation I, for... I've never waited long on an er which er do you go to i'll go down the street here in burbank is I that go an to urgent wrong... care or an er ER. Oh, I went when I was really sick. I was um and they saw you right away. Saw me almost immediately. These people let homeless people in. They let everybody in before they let me in. But uh I got a way though. I know how to talk to them. I try that. And dude, one of the the security guard was a fan of my podcast. Shit. And I still couldn't. I mean, they I watched the TV show ER, so I have like yeah. <laughs> sort of like I you know, a county hospital. This is like That's the Hollywood ins- Presbyterian. It's like very chaotic and they're mm. dealing with minimal resources so i got it to a degree well when i was in but there, it wasn't the also there was no one there either so oh that's okay why. yeah well this was also like i guess covid but not really right uh but so finally they saw me i got out of there like at 10 a.m the next day oh. and they go they gave me drugs i forget what they gave me vicodin one of the no i don't know hydro hydrocodone drones or whatever the fuck. oxycodone or hydro one of the fucking ones i don't remember, you gotta remember i'm big on the percocet so i percocet was, is oxycodone Okay, I liked Percocets, okay. but I didn't... In this case, it was one of those. Right. And so I go, sweet, a cool... This will at least be a fun weekend. So I took them, and I was like, skadunk. How many did you get? Nine. Nine, okay. So, I mean, I, over three days, I think I took them all. Mm-hmm. And then I went back, and I was like... I had to go back for, like, a checkup with them on the wound or whatever. And I go, hey, can I get a couple more of those? And they were like, no. Yeah, they would, they would <laughs> they definitely give, not. Yeah, they don't give you now. They don't give you like at all. Back in the day, though, when I had my eye surgeries, Percocets, I'd go, "Can I get another?" And they'd refill the whole bottle. Like Jesus every fucking. That's why Christ. I got a problem when I had it. You know. Yeah. How long was your problem for? The whole like at least two years or something like it wasn't. It got to the point where like I ran out mm-hmm. and I just didn't get them anymore. I wasn't like robbing from my grandma. Okay. Like, buy more or whatever. I didn't know how to get them on the street. Yeah, so even just then, like, God. Yeah, it just went away. Like, I just stopped doing them, essentially. That's like a DJ thing, too, isn't it? A lot of DJs have painkiller issues. 
I get. I mean, well, it's a shitty existence. So yeah, they just good. do drugs. I mean, really, there's, there's a some lot of... famous DJ from Minneapolis. I can't think of his name. You probably mm. know. He has was been doing radio forever. I did radio there uh, a couple years ago, right before COVID. When I had a show in Minneapolis, mm. and he lives. He's very wealthy. He lives at his. He doesn't. You don't meet him. He's at right. home. But oh, he's doing it through Zoom now. Yeah, not well. He, this or was like before automation. that. This no, was I know like, that's. Yeah. A, there was a guy that was like, our company didn't want to. He was like a legendary guy, and our company didn't want to pay thing. him anymore. So he just was like, "Well, I'm moving to my house in Florida." So he would just do it from right. an ISDN line, is what they call it, mm-hmm. where it's like directly patched into your phone line. You can just do a radio show, and he would pretend he's in Buffalo. He's like, "We got 28 degrees. It's freezing out." And then meanwhile, look, look out his window. It's like a palm tree and shit. You're like, "Oh man, yeah." It was real kind of cheap. A lot of people started doing that. And those guys all made like six figures for years. They made a bunch of money. And then now their contracts are getting minimized. No one's ever making those old contracts ever again. Like if you're doing radio now, if you're doing morning radio, you're lucky if you're making $35,000 a year. Really? It's that bad? Yeah, it's rough. That's fucking shit, man. That's nothing. It's rough, dude. Everything's fucked now as far as money goes. Yep. You just got to be a thief. Otherwise, you're poor. (laughs) It's so wild. It's so wild. There's no jobs in radio where you're getting... A, wow. Like a livable wage any longer, but comedy you can you can be a thief in comedy. You can be. You can kind of kind of get some money. Maybe exactly. Some money. That's so funny. You played Lincoln Park. Where are you going to be next? I'm going to be in. Uh, I'm where, taking. Wait, a, wait. I got to do this surgery. Oh yeah, we should play the music for. Where are you going to be, ne- Josh Potter? Where are you going to be coming up next? I can't wait to see the fine folk of Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm so you're going to be, be slinging coming, some jokes out there, huh? Slinging some jokes. We're going to have a good time. Some beers. May 19th at Helium Comedy Club. Ooh. Come on down. One show only. And then June 2nd, I'll be in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. That's a great place, too. Man. I call it Philadelphia because, oh, boy. It's dirty there. A lot of oh, plastic bags. Ladies of the Nights. A lot of needles. <laughs> a lot of needles and crab carcasses around Philadelphia. A lot of crab carcasses. Crab? I didn't know they were big on the crab. Yeah. Thanks for being here, Josh. Thanks for having me, buddy. Do you want to add? a good time. Uh, just check out the Josh Potter Show every oh, Tuesday. Yeah. That's it. YouTube, iTunes, whatever you want to watch it on. It's all there, baby. Everything you listen to your podcast on, you can get it right there. Thank you for having me. Cable. So cable news. <laughs>